0: 2022 has been quite the year here at Dog Podcast Network.
1: In this episode, we're talking canine olfaction. Yes, guess who learned a new word this week?
2: <laughs> and the thought of his mom and dad's ashes not being scattered where they wanted to be scattered together, but in a toxic dump, he was devastated. Could we
3: be united by fur? Could you set aside your political leanings and passions and remind yourself of wait a minute i am also a dog person
1: our reporter Paula lawrence spent the day with a pack of logoto Yolo learning more about how they find truffles
4: i really want to thank you for all support That I received in the first weeks of war.
0: And in the aftermath, finding those ashes within ashes seems like finding a needle in a haystack. The thing
1: is, if you look at the local papers and see the description of Boston, he's actually described as a long eared, docile brown mule. And the joy in her voice
2: was palpable.
1: Fortunately, the Royal Corgis had a team to look after and exercise them. A personal chef?
0: We are definitely trying to reach out to Snoop Dogg and to Ricky Gervais. If anyone has a connection to them, get in touch with us.
4: I believe it will stop with our win
1: because we have to win. In this episode, we take a look back at the episodes and accomplishments and look forward to the future of Dog Edition.
0: Hello, I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii.
1: And I'm Claire Mansell in London, England.
0: Welcome to Dog Edition.
1: Where voices from around the world consider all things dog.
0: Dog Edition is the first show designed for you to listen to while you walk your dog. Today on the show, we are taking a look back at 2022.
1: We will be sharing with you some of our favorite moments, exceptional guests, and, of course, incredible dog tales from the past year.
0: That and more on today's show. So if you love dogs as much as we do, pause what you're doing, leash up your pup, and let's go for a walk, because we've got a lot to talk about on today's episode of Dog Edition. Hey,
4: Pepper, want to go for a walk? (sighs)
1: So, as we are gearing up for the start of another year, we wanted to share some of our favourite moments of 2022.
0: It is one of those proverbial end of the year roundups. And boy, do we have a lot of dogs to round up for you in today's episode.
1: And so many highlights. I mean, for starters, Jim. <laughs> Dog Podcast Network hired me in 2022. <laughs> that is
0: true. That was the That is the highlight, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, somebody made a very sensible decision.
0: <laughs> Not only that, but Ayla Anderson, who is our coordinating producer who works on every episode with our producers and actually produced this episode, had the fun task of going through all of this 2022 archival content, would probably want to duke it out in terms of who was the highlight? And both of you are so important to the success of Dog Edition.
1: Uh, can, I, can I just ask? I think this is another weird Americanism. Duke it out? Uh, it makes me think of Dukes of Hazard. Is there anything to do with that?
0: Uh, Duke. D- 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 put up your dukes. Uh, fists.
1: <laughs> what? Never heard of that before. You've
0: never okay. heard of you. Okay. It's a fight. That's the other thing about Dog Edition. We teach English to Brits, <laughs> and Brits teach English to Americans, mm. and we also do it for Australians. We are a global show, and uh, you get to learn all sorts of different linguistic differences in the English language. Mm-hmm. We have already grown so much as a company in 2022, and we are expanding in 2023. We have a slate of producers who make Dog Edition possible. They are all over the world. We truly have a global team, as is evidenced by you in London. But we have a team of people in Europe and Asia. We have graphic artists on our team. We are expanding to more video, more stuff on YouTube. All that is coming in 2023. But let's look at 2022.
1: Yes, 2022 was quite the year and we lost some real icons and dog lovers in this past 12 months.
0: This is an ABC News special report. I'm with Johnson in New York. We're coming on the air because the Associated Press
5: is reporting beloved actress and comedian Betty White has died.
2: I hate to have to do this, but we have sad breaking news from Hollywood. The Associated Press is reporting that legendary actress Betty White has died at the age of 99.
5: Breaking news at this hour, we have just learned of the passing of the beloved entertainer, Betty White. Well, unfortunately, we have some terrible breaking news to share on this final day of 2021. Comedian and American icon Betty White has died.
0: We lost Betty White in 2022. Well, actually, technically, on New Year's Eve 2021, but depending upon time zone and hours, We're going to say it's an honorary 2022. She died one week shy of her 100th birthday. One of our first episodes this year was a tribute to Betty White, where we talked not only about Betty White, the actress, the icon, the legend, but also Betty White, the animal lover.
5: What do you like to do in your free time?
2: Oh, I like to to do most anything, play with animals mostly. And vodka is kind of a hobby. I know
1: she was. A wonderful person and a massive dog lover. And do you know, when I came back, and I'm sorry to mention this again, but when I came back on the Queen Mary too in August back but did, to the UK. Did you sail on the Queen Mary in
0: 2022?
1: <laughs> I, do, I did, Jim. But they actually had some of the Betty White's Outfits as part of an auction, so it was kind of behind glass and on display on the ship, and oh. you could see it, and then you could go and bid on it if you wanted as well. So there's some memorabilia of hers on there.
0: She was loved around the world, and that was yeah. a big loss for for so many people. And uh, we were able to to share a little bit about some people who knew Betty White who weren't all that famous but really contributed to the public perception of Betty White. By the way, we're going to have links to all of these past episodes in today's show notes.
1: She did live to a good old age though, didn't she, Jim?
0: She did, certainly. Almost 100 years old, another person who lived to a very respectable age was a loss that you all and we across the world suffered with Queen Elizabeth. It was the passing of the longest reigning monarch in
3: British history. The BBC is interrupting its normal programmes to bring you an important announcement. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has died at the age of 96.
2: Eccola qua, Buckingham Palace,
3: vediamo se non sbaglio la bandiera, eccola qui, a mezz'asta, è morta la regina Elisabetta II. Buckingham Palace has just announced that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has died.
0: Obviously, in a global sense, this was internationally important news because so many people considered her their queen, even if she was, you know, your queen, Claire. But I can imagine (laughs) it must have personally impacted you because you were back in England when this happened.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it was it was everything that surrounded it. It was the way the news was handled on the day, the way that the newscasters kind of quietly slipped into their black clothing. And we all knew it was coming. And the family went to visit her at Balmoral. And then the incredible funeral, which, you know, so many of my friends in Canada were sending me messages and saying, you guys do this so well. And we really do. You know, the horses and the uniforms.
0: And it drew people from all over. One of our producers on our show, who is a Brit, but actually lives in the States, flew back to participate in in the funeral because it really was something that really connected people from all over. And and you do do funerals awfully well.
1: (laughs) It's a funny claim to fame, but we'll take it.
0: But in addition to being an amazing queen who basically helped bring the world together through some very tumultuous periods, The thing that attracted the Queen's interest here at Dog Podcast Network was her love for corgis.
1: Yeah, I think her corgis were, in a lot of respects, an emotional crutch for her, particularly at the beginning and the end of her life. And we know that she took her first dog, Susan, with her on her wedding day.
0: We talked about that in an episode that we did on Queen Elizabeth and her 89-year love for corgis.
1: Here's author Caroline Perry. She just developed this incredibly strong bond with this little dog. She took her everywhere with her and so much so that even on her wedding day, she couldn't bear to be parted from her. So when she and Philip were riding through the streets of London, hundreds of thousands of well-wishers were hoping to catch a glimpse of the radiant royal bride. Nobody realized that hidden beneath a hand-woven rug on the carriage floor, little Susan was there. Even on her wedding day, she had to be with her best friend.
0: Descendants of Susan lived on in the royal household for another 59 years until Willow, the 14th generation of royal pups, died in 2018.
1: And Susan actually not only came with her on her wedding day, but also on the honeymoon as well. Hey, what's wrong with that? Molly (laughs) and I brought my dog
0: Maui, our dog Maui, uh, on our honeymoon. I think it's a normal, natural thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a good test of a relationship because, you know, if either side of the marriage kicks off about the dog being on the honeymoon on the first night, then mm -mm, that's going to be a very short marriage, (laughs) particularly, you know, there's a dog lover involved in it.
0: That is true. I I think dog lovers are, are very special that way. You know, in the taping of that episode, about the queen. Yeah. I learned a new word. <laughs> a new word. This is the whole language thing. I learned a new British word that just doesn't exist oh, in America.
1: This is this is miscellany, isn't it? Because one of the authors, Vicky, she is the author of Dogs, a miscellany.
0: She has the title miscellany in the title of her book. And I didn't know what it was. And because this is kind of a bloopers reel, here's a clip <laughs> from when we were recording that episode. Vicky Edwards is the author of several books, including Dogs: A Misal- Miscellane miscellany. How do you pronounce miscellany? That one? We don't know that word in America. Truly, <laughs> we don't. Ayla's like we don't know. I don't know. Okay, miscellany. Did you speak
1: British today. It's a very quirky thing.
0: One of the things I learned in that episode, other than miscellany, was the fact that the Queen actually had an impact on effectively, you know, preserving the Corgi breed.
1: Yeah, they were on the, I don't know what they call it, threatened breeds list that the Kennel Club has where they have a very low number of a particular breed registered. And it, it really helped her because of all the publicity surrounding the Queen having corgis, they became more popular.
0: It's a supply and demand issue. Well, that's a really actually interesting concept that we should talk about in another episode in 2023, which is how some dogs fall out of favor yeah. and the things that change, whether people are really interested in a breed or not, like pit bulls or corgis.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how, you know, worldwide news events affect those things and certain dogs come in and out of fashion because of big things like films, for instance. I shall add that to the list, Jim, because we do have quite a few good ideas for next year.
0: We do. In fact, we are going to be continuing our Mythbusters series. We've done two episodes and we will be doing more where we tackle some common dog myths that many dog lovers have. And we are going to be doing more episodes of Mythbusters as well as a continuing series that we started in 2022 called Wag the Vote, which is our initiative to get people to go out to the polls and vote because dogs would.
1: (laughs) And I know that whole series is very close to your heart, Jim, because you spent time in the Senate.
0: Well, (laughs) I spent time living in the United States. And and I'm, (laughs) I'm I'm a keen observer of politics, not just here, but around the world. And I think that we all do better in democracies, wherever you live, if people participate. I love one of the things that they do in Australia is they basically, you have to pay a tax if you don't vote. There's a deep incentivization. And We know that dog lovers are special. They will do things for their dogs that maybe they wouldn't do if it weren't for their dogs. So we're trying to help dog lovers share the information about how easy it is to register and vote and and get out there and actually vote on Election Day. So we're going to continue doing that.
1: Yeah, we have big plans for 2023 and we also have like a a dream guest list of people we would like to have on the shows. And um, a quite recent addition to this is Snoop Dogg, because (laughs) not only obviously has he got the perfect name for the Dog Podcast Network, but he's just launched a new dog clothing line, as has Dolly Parton, so she can join the list as well. And Ricky Gervais, he's a he's a British icon and a comedian and he's a dog lover. We should have him on the list too.
0: We are definitely trying to reach out to Snoop Dogg and to Ricky Gervais because, well, we know that they will say some interesting things here on Dog Podcast Network. So if anyone has a connection to them, get in touch with us through our website at dogedition.com.
1: And... Another episode that we're planning on doing next year, and this does sound really odd, but trust me, it's a really interesting topic that we're tackling, is we're going to do an episode about weird dog anatomy.
0: That's right. We are researching everything from anal glands to wet noses to carpal pads to, of course, my favourite weird dog anatomy piece, which is the Jacobson organ. We'll be covering... All of those interesting parts of your dog that you may not know about.
1: I knew you would get the Jacobson organ in there somewhere. I have to. I, mean, I, have to. Do you, I know it's just son but you, the way you cling on to it, it's like you personally discovered it. <laughs> I,
0: I did not discover it, but it is very important. and It is one of the reasons that dogs can, well, it is the reason why dogs have such an amazing sense of smell.
1: And in case anyone's forgotten, the last time that we were talking about the power of dogs' noses was in our episode about truffle dogs. Here's a clip.
4: A couple of weeks ago on a windy morning, I drove north to meet Fran Angerer, the patriarch of this family-run company. He and one of his sons, Seth, agreed to take me on a mock truffle hunt to see their dogs at work. Hi! How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm such a city girl, I can sit and look at your chickens all day. Oh yeah. On this farm, they're hoping to grow the tuber melanosporum, or black truffle. In France, this is known as the black paragord. It's prized by chefs. While truffles are a family affair for the angerers, they're also a family affair for these Legodo Romagnolos and the matriarch. Cooper Gianna was born to hunt truffles.
5: And at 16 weeks, we took her into the forest up in Oregon,
0: and she found 30 truffles her first time, her first day. The Lagotto seems to have a, a nose for truffles, and that's what they're known for is, uh, they're known as the truffle dog. Come on, girls, are we gonna go to work? Where's the truffle? Come on, where's the truffle?
4: These dogs Tuber, may work hard, but they are cute the as can be. They have short woolly curls, hey, a lavish amazing. beard, pensive-looking eyebrows, and whiskers. Where's
0: the truffle? Okay, watch, watch, watch.
4: When Tuber finds a truffle, she gently paws the ground is. to show where's where
0: it is. Oh, hey, sit, good girl, good girl. I know, Tuber, it's there, huh? She says, "I know it's there, Dad. Where's my
4: treat?" Fran pulls a giant bag of dog biscuits from a pocket and gives Tuber her reward for a job well done.
1: I really enjoyed that episode. I really liked it because I felt like I was with our producer out in the field with the dogs snuffling around in the undergrowth and finding those truffles. And it really does show... What amazing abilities dogs have.
0: Those dogs who go out and detect truffles, they're Legato Romagnolo dogs. I'm not pronouncing it perhaps exactly as an Italian. their Italian
1: amazing.
0: Uh, I wish. I will be going to Italy in 2023. I'm very excited about that. But one of the things that we did is our producer, Pamela Lawrence, who was actually an early host of, well, before you, before Caroline, we've had a lot of different hosts on this show. But Pamela went out into this truffle hunting thing. We can't even reveal it where it is, but somewhere in Northern California. And it was uh, an example of the type of journalism that we do here at Dog Podcast Network. Have you ever had truffles, Claire? Do
1: you know? I, I consider myself to have quite an international palate. I've tried pretty much everything, but I've never tried truffles. And I feel like I've had maybe truffle oil, perhaps like drizzled over a pizza or something, but I've never actually had truffles. So I will put that on the list for 2023 of things that I will do next year.
0: That is a great idea, actually. Make that a resolution. And we have an episode coming up very soon about resolutions that you can make with your dog. So uh, perhaps you and Maple could enjoy a truffle or a little bit of some truffle essence in 2023. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. So moving on from truffles, we did do another episode which was linked to the incredible sense of smell that dogs Mm -hmm. have, but in a very different and very moving context.
0: Yes, we talked about how dogs are able to use their nose to sift through ashes of a house that has burned in a forest fire and be able to locate within those ashes ashes of cremains mm. those urns are often destroyed in a fire and so how do you find ashes within ashes well you rely on a dog here's a clip from that episode where lynn engelbert tells us the story of how she alex de georgie and her collie piper first discovered that finding these ashes was even possible
2: we went to his house which was Literally eight inches of ash, just ash eight inches deep. That the fire was so hot and burned so completely. And so he had a rough area where he, you know, thought his mom and dad might be. And uh, so I got Piper out of the car and told her to go to work. And within two minutes, she had alerted on an area. So I went in and started brushing fluffy ash off and I said, you know, what else was on the shelf? And his wife said, both of our mothers, good china was on the shelf. Well, there was two sets of good china crammed and all broken. So we started removing that and brushing a little bit more ash away. And then I saw the cremated remains laying there on the ground. I was not prepared. I mean, you, you, you walk up and here's a man who is totally devastated because when they come to clear the debris of his home, it's all going to go to a toxic dump. And the thought of his mom and dad's ashes not being scattered where they wanted to be scattered together, but in a toxic dump, he was devastated. And when their son drove up, his wife followed, they found grandma and grandpa. And the joy in her voice was palpable.
1: One of the things that really sticks with me about the episode that I think about a lot is how dogs use their sense of smell as their primary sense. You know, humans, we use our eyes as the first mm-hmm. thing. But there was a part of that story where we were talking about the comparison between two situations, one where a dog went in and the smell was being carried across the site and the dog didn't know where the ash was and... It was the human handler who was able to work out, it was running backs and forwards across a certain bit, there was the actual ashes. And there was another scenario where there was no wind, but no visual clue, but the dog was able to scent it straight away and they were like, it can't be there, and it, it was straight away the dog found it. So it's amazing how they use their nose over their eyes in scenarios like that.
0: It's the way they experience the world. Uh, you know, we, we we tend to we tend to favor the eyes or the hearing, but yeah. the nose drives things. All thanks to the Jacobson organ, I might add. But yeah, <laughs> um, it was a heart touching story, wasn't it? I mean, you got to hear because obviously, going through the devastation of a fire, losing your house, and then losing the ashes, it's just so much. It, it's just one of those things that pulls at your heart. We've had a few episodes this past year that really pull at our heartstrings. For me, one that stands out was our show on the lost dogs of Ukraine. You saw the resiliency of those in the Ukraine. We heard from Dr. Marty Becker, who is now a friend of Dog Edition. He is America's veterinarian. Dr. Marty went over there and he offered aid to those who were evacuating the war zone with their pets. And Dr. Marty told us about some of the things that he witnessed.
5: I saw a lady that was a breeder of jack russell terriers she had 10 of them and the only way i could describe it you know you see pictures of mexican banditos or something with bandoliers of bullets across them you know and an x she had like bandoliers of jack russell terriers on her they were they were attached all over her body it would have looked funny but it wasn't funny Uh, She had a couple more, three or four more on a leash, probably had six on her body, two on two different leashes. She had a rope tied around her waist pulling a wagon. And that wagon was the food and the medical supplies for those 10 dogs. She had nothing for herself, nothing, nothing to eat, nothing for sanitary needs. Saw a guy coming across the ferry in a wheelchair, elderly man, didn't look well. Talked to him through an interpreter, His town was being bombed, and bombs hit his apartment, and he threw himself over his cats, elderly cats, to protect them. He took the shrapnel on his back, but his cats were fine. And he was so happy that his cats had made it to safety.
0: We're going to take a break right here, but when we return, we'll talk a little bit about the the behind-the-scenes at Dog Edition and Dog Podcast Network. Stay tuned. You
5: won't want to miss it. We'll be right back. And now, a message from your dog.
3: Every day with you is like a day at the beach, and I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you... And when I eat with you, I want ever pup. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. It's a strange thing to do, sprinkle this powder on my food, but I wouldn't have it any other way. My time with you is precious and irreplaceable, and I'm thrilled to be with you for as long as possible. Here's to puppy playtime and senior snoozes. <laughs> No matter how old I get, I want my Everpup. It just makes me feel good in this life and the next and the next and the next. I am so grateful to be your dog and for the Everpup you give me.
5: So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day.
0: Welcome back to Dog Edition.
1: Well, thank you, Jim. Do you know what I love most about working here?
0: You mean these old sessions where we record our, <laughs> our show every week?
1: Well, obviously, but sort of in a more abstract way, it's the stories that we tell because this, the episodes are all about creating and sharing with our listeners and we're helping to give voice and share the stories of amazing people, amazing organisations and amazing dogs as well.
0: We really do suss out those what we call dog-adjacent news stories. There's no one else out there doing the types of stories that we cover here on Dog Edition. And we're serious about that. But I think in the process, we try to have a little bit of fun. Uh, It's kind of a fun thing to to work here at Dog Edition, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And we go from the serious, like, the stories in Ukraine to kind of the the more lighthearted stuff. Like, for instance when I went into the hotel in Ottawa and met Stuart, the hotel dog, who's the retired guide dog who didn't quite make the grade and now lives in a five-star hotel. So, you know, from the serious stuff to the more sublime,
0: from the serious to the sublime. That is what we say in our description on Apple podcasts and other oh. places. From the serious to the sublime. That you have read our blurb <laughs> on the That's good. You could get to you get to stay with us for another year. Oh, thanks so much. We do cover all sorts of things, but really It's the team that makes all of this possible because there are a lot of people behind the scenes. It sounds like it's just Claire and me and some voices that just magically come in, but it is a team effort, and I'm really proud of the team that we have built over the years.
1: And we do it despite quite a big time difference between us all. There's 11 hours (laughs) between you and I, so it's the start of your day, and it's the end of my day, and, you know... Sometimes sometimes things go a little bit quirky because of that, don't they?
0: Sometimes things do go a little bit wonky. Here are some clips that Ayla found from some of our recording sessions. Basically things that hit the cutting room floor.
1: Theo Bromine is president... President? Anyone can be president. Look at all
0: the up. Uh, that, that <laughs> that's a candidate <laughs> I support.
1: <laughs> so the first determining factor of chocolate tosses...
0: It's like a person. Yeah. Theobromide for president.
1: <laughs> I think it's only fair, Jim, that I also share some of your bloopers.
0: And M- my his... bloopers? Good luck.
1: <laughs> yes, amazingly, there are some. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favourite ones, taken from our recent show about dogs and folklore.
0: On the show today, spectral hounds and three-legged dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying, three-legged dogs. <laughs>
0: Now you heard that little dog bark there. Let's just say I didn't make the dog bark. One of the things that we do here at Dog Podcast Network to make sure that everything is clean for all the podcast apps is we uh bleep it out. But we don't bleep it out, we bleep it out with various dog barks and which you may not know, this is some real behind the scenes baseball. But we have a different dog bark for every curse word there is. <laughs> we have a whole glossary of. That. Guide. Hmm?
1: We should issue a guide for people that they can access on the website somewhere.
0: Uh, That is a trade secret. But (laughs) if you are a regular listener to Dog Edition, you'll start to pick up with, oh, I know
1: what that word is. Quite seriously, though, it is very important to us that this is always a family-friendly show and Mm -hmm. I have a seven-year-old who listens to it and it's always family-appropriate content. And I like to think, you know, it's the kind of thing that people might listen to when they're doing family car journeys and that kind of stuff, you know, something in there for kids and something for adults. And we
0: know that people do. So in addition to being the first podcast to listen to while you walk your dogs, it's really good family fare that is, uh, let's just say, interesting for everyone, not just the kids.
1: So Jim, we've talked a lot about stuff that's gone on in the last year but you know what are the what are the ground plans for the dog podcast network for the next year
0: oh we are growing in 2023 my hope is that by the end of 2023 we will have 20 different shows that are all part of dpn we're going to be doing some interesting shows shows a little different than we do including one on dog psychics Where you'll be able to get a reading about dogs. Ah. We'll talk about all sorts of things. So from science, and we are very science-oriented, we have obviously dog cancer answers, and we're very focused on helping people. So we have some serious journalistic chops and some scientific chops, and maybe we'll have a little fun with, uh, for entertainment purposes only... Dog psychics, that and a lot more coming out in 2023. So make sure you subscribe to our main newsletter, and you can find that on our website at dogpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Well, I have to say, it's been a brilliant year. And if I I had a glimpse of quite what was coming up for me in 2022 because I joined the network at that time. Mm-hmm. I would never have anticipated this. So I've loved the journey so far. And I can't wait for 2023. And we're going to be bringing you even more incredible stories about the love, loyalty and happiness that dogs bring to our lives.
0: Well, I love working with you, Claire. I think one of the highlights of my week, seriously, is, is something that many people of this show don't even know about. Every Thursday at around nine a.m. Hawaii, whatever time that is in in your neck of the woods, we do a live where. Claire and I talk about the new episodes that have dropped from Dog Podcast Network. We talk about what's new on Dog Edition, but we talk about our other shows. So if you are looking for that, you can find that in any of the social media channels. We're on, I think, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, as long as, t- is Twitter still here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. We, we're, we're in all of those, and you can watch those uh, very live, unprompted 10, 15 minute videos and, and learn about new stuff that is coming out from Dog Podcast Network. That is all the time we have for today's episode. I want to really thank you for taking us along on your journey and letting other people know about Dog Edition, because that is how we grow our podcast.
1: And as we head into the new year, we would love to hear your thoughts on what guests and topics you would like to see covered in 2023. We would love to hear from you in any capacity. So whether that be via social media or via our website or just by leaving a review on one of the podcast apps, we love it when you guys get in touch.
0: Claire usually gives this little pitch at the end to remind you to do that. And sometimes we ad-lib it. In fact, we always ad-lib this. And when you ad-lib, well, there are some bloopers there, too.
1: They also found out that puppies are more likely to eat grass, but no one... (laughs) So don't forget, if you want to make sure you get the next edition of Dog Edition, next episode. So don't forget, if you want to make sure that you get the... (laughs) (laughs) Ayla, you'll have to make sure that you keep some of these outtakes because I'm always stitching Jim up and so you can actually stitch me up on this one
0: A stitch in time (laughs) saves A
1: dime, I don't know why, but it does Thank you for that, Jim. <laughs> Anytime.
0: We, we have a lot of editing people who are finding all sorts of bloopers <laughs> from you and me. If you want to listen to any of the back episodes of Dog Edition, there are links for the shows that we mentioned in today's episode, are in, of course, the show notes. And you can find all of that on our website, which is simply dogedition.com.
1: I'm Claire Mansell.
0: And I'm James Jacobson. On behalf of all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I want to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha.
1: And a happy new year.
0: Happy new year. Yeah, totally. In fact, I probably mm. have a line about that. <laughs> um,
1: but they did it.